They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart, available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. Welcome, everybody. This is the Reality Czars podcast, and I'm your only host tonight, Nate. Tony's at work, and I am fucking, I'm fucking, uh, I'm terrible at introductions. <laughs> I'm fucking honored to have uh, Juan from the one-on-one podcast joining us tonight. Juan, thank you so much for being here, brother. Uh, you want to tell our guests a little bit, uh, uh, you want to tell my audience, I haven't even been drinking. I have no fucking excuse. I'm not stoned. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with me. Anyways. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you good. Oh, give me one second. My bad. I adjusted my audio there for a second. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I'm glad to be here. I want to talk some Bigfoot with you, dude. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. So uh, my, my show, The One on One Podcast, I talk about a bunch of different things. I got a few different shows. The One on One Podcast being the main one. Talk about the occult, conspiracies, religion, esoteric subjects. Anything that I really comes, anything that I find interesting, pretty much. That's why I started it, and that's what I do. And then I have uh, the Illuminati confirmed with Mark from my family thinks I'm crazy, and Chris from Mental Podcast. I have the Occult Book Club with Paranoid American. We talk about just obscure literature books, weird grimoires, and stuff like that, which is pretty fun. And then I have uh, I do a lot of stuff with uh, Tom Thompson from the Strange Brew Podcast. We have a series called Strange Wands. And I'm on there a lot talking about a lot of dark humor and comedy and stuff like that. You can find me anywhere on social media at the one on one podcast, any podcast platform. You know how it is, dude. Hell yeah. Uh, the strange brew guys. I just started talking to them. I think we're going to record pretty soon. They seem cool. Yeah. I've been podcasting with Thomas for over two years now. When I first, oh, he was the first guy to podcast with me when I first started podcasting. So fucking yeah, I've been, been homies with him for a little bit now. I'm liking the fucking series you're doing on Florida. Yeah, the next addition to that is going to be on the Interverse podcast with Chance Garten on the 13th of July. We're going to continue the the part two, get into Jekyll Island, get into some maybe the Florida Keys a little bit. And I've just been digging away at the... I like learning about the indigenous history and their beliefs. You know what I mean? Like what they believe in. So the ant people and all that stuff. 
Ooh. They they fucking keep that pretty close to the chest, don't they? Like the the native folks. From what I can find online, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have a bunch of different beliefs because it's a bunch of different tribes. So it's whatever I can really find online, you know, whatever Wikipedia says or whatever the forums say or whatever, you know, wherever I find the information. But yeah, you're right. Some of some of the stuff they do keep pretty close to to their chest, how you said. Well, and what flavor of bean are you, brother? What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I'm a Mexican. What flavor are you? <laughs> I'm Puerto Rican, dude. We're kind of like, I call Puerto Ricans the beaners of the Caribbean. So it's like, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I like it. Puerto Rican, dude. I was born there and then I came over to Florida when I was seven or eight. Fucking A, man. All right. Uh, what do we want to get started? I know we talked about, we were going to talk about Tartaria and some Tartarian myths and some <laughs> shit, but like, I don't know. We can go wherever. So what, what was the whole thing you were talking about defending it? Like I'm, you know, I, I like Tartaria. It's a cool concept. It's a cool idea. There was some things that, cause I'm a skeptic too, bro. The, the whole thing with yeah. the, with conspiracies is that some individuals don't know where to draw a line. You know what I mean? So they, they're either too far off the deep end or too close. over. I like to, when somebody says some crazy stuff, I want to hear that source. You know what I mean? Like today, my, my buddy said that I probably shouldn't repeat it, but anyway, I'm going to say that Jesus Christ was a pedophile. I was like, Whoa, dude, why would you say that? He's like, well, I heard, he's like, I heard somebody say that his wife was like 13. I'm like, dude, you can't just say something like that and, and not quote your source. You know what I mean? Like, cause we were talking about how in Roman times, like it was normal for them to have like boy toys. You know what I mean? Like this is history. This is not a conspiracy. Like there was boy toys in the Roman times. And that's what the conspiracy is nowadays that the elites do the same thing. If it was happening in the Roman times, you know, they say that the Roman empire never died. So it's probably happening now. Cause we know with the, there's a lot of psyops, right? Like what we talking about either. Is it, is it flat or is it round? Who gives a shit if it's flat around? You know what I mean? Like, who cares? Is it going to change my life? Probably not. You got people who go, well, if there's land, if there's land beyond, well, you're going to go settle that land, dude? You're going to go and hop in a boat and go over to the land beyond? You know what I mean? Like, are you going to go? Probably not. So it doesn't matter if it is or not. It's just another thing to divide and conquer and take up mental bandwidth, which we know they feed off of. I 100% believe and you know as my grow as my show grows i am <laughs> and more people are actually listening i got to make sure i don't say such ridiculous <laughs> shit because i like to talk about the reptilians a lot and i have like these jokes cuz i'm a sarcastic guy bro i'm here to have fun you know what i mean i'm here to talk about interesting things and make a joke you know have fun while doing don't take yourself too seriously is the number one rule and i've been saying stuff about the reptilians and stuff and People have been asking me questions like if I'm so like some reptilian expert, like, oh, yeah, so, yeah. so what's up with the reptilians? And I was like, what's up with them? He goes, are they actually lizard people? I go, maybe, uh, you know, but I like to talk about it in a symbolic uh, term. You know what I mean? Like in a, uh, a metaphorical sense of the word, if they're actual reptiles, I do believe that they're at some point was or is a reptilian race. I mean, they've even hinted they. They were talking about an intelligent race of dinosaur, if you want to believe in dinosaurs, that went underground, that developed and were able to go underground. You know what I mean? Dr. Who did that, man. 
Who? That's that uh, Doctor Who, that TV show. They talked about, uh, yeah, dinosaurs that went underground that were smart and came back up. They always they always put that shit out in the media, so it's probably true. Well, that's the thing. So I tell people that pay attention to the movies, right? Because it's the symbols. To the uninitiated, certain symbols mean nothing, right? And I'm getting into, like, secret society uh, territory, which, dude, think about it. There are and have been secret societies in this realm, in this reality. How crazy is that concept, a secret society? Like, what? Yeah, we know secrets that you don't know. That's why we're secrets. You know what I mean? How is that okay? Like, that there is occult knowledge that's hidden from certain groups of people. Like, that's a thing. You know what I mean? Like, that's an actual thing. So these symbols to the uninitiated mean nothing. You know, they're just symbols. Oh, that's a, that's a plus sign or whatever. But for the Dude, initiated... I've watching, yeah, I've been watching William Cooper's uh, The Babylon Mystery School. I've been, like, watching that series. It's like a 40-hour fucking series. <laughs> Dude, it's been kicking my ass. It's awesome, though. And I'm showing you. It, it tells you the Babylon Mystery School. So he's like the, how the Freemasons got started and the, the Illuminati. And there, basically, he goes through their religion, their signs, their symbols, like everything he goes way back it like traces it back to babylon and like and egypt and osiris and like it's fucking dope dude it's fucking dope william cooper was the man yeah so to the uninitiated symbols mean nothing for the initiated it's an, an entire different language and that's what people don't understand it's like well i've had people tell me well the math means nothing you know it's just numbers and and reality isn't all number I go, yeah, just because you don't know what it means, means not because in school, do they teach us math, right? But they don't teach you what it means. They don't teach you why you're trying to solve for X or whatever. So my whole thing is we're still using things from the ancients. So Pythagoras, for example, the Pythagorean theorem, where there is this motive to want to make things from a 2D into a 3D. So Rene Descartes, I think, therefore I am, and I always talk about this, the Cartesian coordinate system, which is essential to everything. I mean, it's essential to cartography, uh, analytical geometry, whatever you name it, the financial system, the, the, the graphs in the stock market, they're all based on that coordinate system, the Cartesian coordinate system. This didn't come to him in while he was walking down or deep in his studies looking at his books and going, oh, wow, yeah, this is, makes a lot of X and Y, okay. No, it came to him in a series of dreams, okay? And when he woke up, he was like, whoa, I made the greatest discovery of all time. Now, the reason that he made that was because they were obsessed with turning their ideas into platonic solids. So turning their 2D thing, unintelligible, in the ether, that's what Plato's forms is, there is a higher dimension of uh, a, a reflection, a more divine reflection of the world that we're in now. They wanted to turn their ideas into solids for whatever reason. I don't know because it's a, it's, it's a, you know, secret society. So, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a culted yeah. knowledge for a reason. But it almost sounds like alchemy in a way. Yes, where you have the philosopher's stone, right? Where you turn it turns everything into gold, the whole thing. I think. I think there's two sides to that. I think it's 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 symbolic and literal because if you really think about it, if you're able to break everything down, 
you're able to make whatever it is that you want to do. I mean, that's what the pharmaceutical companies do. That's what chemists do. That's what all these people do. They mix things. And if you're able to make the right mixture at the right amount of time, you know what I mean? It's, it's able to happen. So absolutely. Do I believe that you're able to turn lead into gold? Probably. I'm sure there's a way to do it. If you really were to dig in somewhere or another, but the philosopher's stone, I like the idea that we are the philosopher's stone. So the reason I say that is because we intake ideas something that's inanimate, right? We're talking right now, we're yeah. taking in ideas and what we're outputting. So what we're making, we're making art, we're making podcasts, we're making videos. That's the gold. Cause that's what you're, what you're outputting from. Again, you take one thing in, you take another thing out. The human being is the only person, the, the only entity or, or uh, whatever organism that's able to do such a thing. Right. But we're able to input ideas, a bunch of random words and make poetry, make gold, you know, make music make entertainment that's the gold right there and then you know what i mean you get paid from that or whatever it is however you do it i think that's the the interpretation of the philosopher's stone now the practical that's the symbolic okay. side you know like the spiritual yeah. side do i think that there is an actual physical way to do it in a lab probably yeah absolutely now the problem with that is that it, it i don't know if you've read the all the grimoires of like the Renaissance era where they're like super weird, like they'll be there and all of a sudden here comes like this kid and then they put the kid in the in the oven and then you see him like eating the kid. It's like what? So <laughs> I did read about how to make a homunculus and you guys were talking about that. That's it's <laughs> pretty fucking great. So there's different versions of the homunculus. So you have the right the right hand path and the left hand path, right? I get them mixed up. Anyways, one path likes to jizz on everything and, and it's all about the seed. And, and that's what Jeffrey Epstein was about. He wanted to have like 38 kids or something like that. And we talked about that. Yeah. His ranch out in fucking, yeah. New Mexico. That's some interesting shit. Some dude. West world shit right there, bro. Yeah, exactly. Nobody talks about it. Nobody talks about my, I was doing a podcast with my boy, Thomas. He's going off on Roe v. Roe v. Wade. I was like, who gives a shit, bro? Like who cares about this shit? Man. more distractions you know what i mean like more distractions i go let's focus on the fact that we've caught the government committing false flags like that's a that's a thing bro that's not a conspiracy that's an actual thing they they, they've the bay of pigs and you name it whatever other false flag that that they've done which one Uvalde. who's uh where's that enlighten me it won't happen in texas this what they the do? School shooting in Texas. That's the most recent one. Yeah, I, I'm just talking shit. I don't know if it's a false flag, but I'm just throwing <laughs> that out there. Yeah, no, well, they, they demolished the areas, dude. They demolished the schools. Yeah, they're getting rid of it, dude. Best way to hide evidence, right there, dude. So my whole thing is, they don't like conspiracies, right? The 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 lizards or the government or whoever they don't like conspiracies, but then they do things that fuel the conspiracies. Okay, they yeah. fuel the con- the conspiracy. So here you have Biden talking. It's like, whoa, there's going to be a new world order, bro. You know, for years they've been talking about a new world order. And then you're going to who wrote that speech? Who wrote that speech for you, bro? Like, it's like let's troll these people. Let's put in like, what do you want him to say? Well, uh, I don't know. Say new world order. He really want to put it in there. He's going to probably read it. He's going to read it. So they put in the new world of the guys in the teleprompter. He's like, oh, shit, he read it. We did it. It's like impractical jokers in the background. Like, oh, shit. 
It's like, come on, dude. They put these things in there. My favorite one is where they, I, I don't know if it was Bill Gates or not, but one of them, they were talking about putting that bioluminescence into your, uh, into your vaccine. And they called it luciferase. And the fucking patent number was 0.666 or something like that. And, you know, every fucking truther lost their goddamn mind. They did that shit on purpose. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I looked into exactly what you're talking about. The chemical reaction, the chemical that lights up a, like a light bug's ass, essentially. Yeah. It, the chemical is called luciferase. Like, it's it's exactly yeah. what you're saying. And I had looked up that I that exactly what you're talking about. The I think the conspiracy was that they were actually going to put it into the vaccine or whatever it was, but the actual name of the of the chemical is that it's not, you know, because Lucifer means yeah. illuminator or whatever, like you know, illuminated one. But yeah, that was a thing, and and I remember looking that one up because, like I said, if I'm going to say some ridiculous shit, I, I want to back it up with, with yeah, like, I've been getting better this. about that because exactly what you said is like. It was. It used to be just me and my buddy talking shit, and we had like twenty people that listened to us. And now, and now we actually have like fucking people for some reason that listen to things that come out of my mouth. And so I have to be more careful about the shit that I let out of my mouth. I'm a <laughs> I'm a researcher, so I I need to yeah. be able to quote sources and know yeah. where they came from because that's the whole thing. That's the really that's why I have the rabbit hole master title. Because, you know, I'll go down a, a rabbit hole and then I'll bring something up to somebody. And they're like, no, nah, that's bullshit. They look it up and it's true. I'm like, dude, tr-. I was like, I was I was just there. I was just looking at that information. You're going to tell me it's bullshit. Like, I just saw it with my own two eyes because some of the stuff you can interpret it any any number of ways. You know what I mean? But the, the problem with history, too, it's his story. So it's to the victor of the spoils. So we're not really ever going to know what went down somewhere you know, in the 1600s or whatever it was. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude, that was a sad fucking realization for me, dude, because I was such a fucking history nerd. I used to fucking study history like crazy. I, I thought it was the funnest thing in the world. And then just realizing how they fucking manipulate, like, the present, you know, it, like how January 6th is now going to, like, when your kids are in school, when my kids are in school, hopefully they won't be in public school, but you know what I mean? They're going to fucking teach them this was the almost the end of democracy. This was a huge, you know what I mean? And that's going to be in the history books. And so like people a hundred years from now are going to be talking about the, the grand thing that happened. It's going to be like the pooch, you know, like Hitler's push. You know what I mean? It's going to be this fucking. And what's, it, what's Hitler's it was, pooch? What is that? Uh, that's when it was a bar, big bar fight where they like, uh, they tried to do like a coup. Really? Uh-huh. But like in Germany? In Germany, yeah, and I'm pretty sure he got. I'm pretty sure that he got stopped, and that's when they threw his ass in jail. Uh, but Hitler's pooch was like a was a failed coup where he tried to take over the government. Oh, the fir- like the first time before he. Yeah. Wow, that's really yeah. interesting, dude. Maybe he was like some MK Ultra or something, dude. Oh, dude, I totally think he was connected. I mean, he was fucking banker, fucking financed and shit. Like, really? I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, fuck yeah, he was, dude. You mean like the war, though? Yeah, yeah. I said, okay, I need to be careful of the shit that's coming out of my mouth. I've heard these things. I gotta find the fucking... But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but supposedly he was fucking very connected, and I like to think he was a rock child. I don't know if that's true. Maybe I shouldn't ask you the technical questions. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can, but we'll have to look it up later. Yeah, no, so... But 
anyway, point being that the yeah. government is shady. The lizards are shady. I like to call them the reptilian overlords. And as of recently, I've been getting people like, oh, what's up with the lizards? I'm like, dude. I was like, they're the archons. Oh, are they real? Like, they're metaphorical. I mean, if they are, I, I do think, like I said earlier, because have you heard of Jared Murphy? Because he, he blew my mind recently. And I've been on this trip. Jared Murphy, no. I heard of Jack Murphy. Uh, Jared Murphy. Jack- it's it, it's not aliens worse it's us he wrote a, a a book and i did an episode with him episode 95 of the Juan Juan podcast check it out the so the idea that the brazilian rainforest was a, like an out of control botanical garden and they had the black aether or the the black dirt right that they it's a bioengineered soil where it it's bioengineered to like communicate with with whatever it's like a crazy thing because i do think that the ancients were trying to construct like you know how when you build a custom pc or something i don't know if you've ever built a pc but if you're a pc nerd you when you build a pc you have the the board and you have the graphics card and all that. i think that's what all these ancient architecture and all these ancient pyramids and megalithic structures i think that's what that was there were real life computers and I think that's what they were doing. Like there was just like the Pharaoh was like, man, I want to connect myself to the, to the astral realm or some shit. So they would build these structures. And when you put them in a certain way, a certain time of year at a certain time, things happen. Uh, that's what talismanic magic is all about. That's what the pagans are all about. They were about constructing and understanding. So I've heard it to put two different ways. I've heard that they were trying to construct what they were seeing in the stars, which makes sense. You know, they they align it based on all the constellations and all that stuff. And I've also heard it put that. Uh, what was the other way that uh, shit I'm drawing a blank now? Anyways, they were trying to. So the pagans, right, they believe that if you under, the macrocosm and microcosm, it's the same concept. If you're able to build a little solar system in one spot, you're able to understand it in a grander scale. The actual solar system. Same thing with the theosophical people right where they believe if you understand the microcosm yourself within right you're a small universe you're able to understand the mysteries of the universe that's what that's what they're all about and pagans are all about the same thing so these people back then they were building these crazy circuit boards if you look at the pyramids the way that they're laid out and uh puma punku or wherever uh, mesoamerica if you look at these cities they look like circuit boards the Nazca lines, they look like lines on a circuit board. So I think they were building just huge circuit boards and they were trying to either communicate with other entities outside the fabric of space and time, or they were, dude, I believe that they, they were able to teleport for Stargate, the show, yeah, <laughs> you know, the, the ziggurat of Europe over in Iraq. That's why they supposedly invaded the weapons of mass destruction could have been some sort of advanced ancient technology. Uh, Saddam Hussein believed he was the reincarnation of Nebuchadnezzar. You know what I mean? So he was trying to collect all these artifacts. What was Hitler doing? Collecting all these artifacts. Supposedly he had the Spear of Destiny and the Holy Grail. The Nazis were looking for the Holy Grail for the longest time, dude. You know what I mean? There were there were occultists. That's why when people, yeah. they tell me, oh, well, I've looked into all that and I've never come across any occult aspect of the of the story i go dude you're full of shit man you're full of it because it goes back to the knights templars dude it goes back to these people talking to a baphomet type entity where they're like yo tell us the answers to everything john d what was john d about dog what was he doing he's like yo 
I've already read all these books. I want to talk to angels and I want to learn the secrets of Enoch and the language of the angels in order to be able to manifest reality. Like that's what he was all about. And what do you do? He was Edward Kelly was there. They all the angels want us to fuck our own wives. Whoa, whoa, what you you want us to swap wives? Absolutely. They do. They even drew up a contract. I'm, I'm and I'm talking about one of the most influential people of history. You know, I mean, John D has a, contributed to the. Do you think your wives had any say in that at all? They're like they were against that. it, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like. You're going to give me to who? <laughs> yeah, they were so against it. I mean, this is all documented, bro. Like, you can look this up. That's why I say when I'm reading these books, I don't like to. If, angels told me we have to do this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm serious, dude. 100%. Dude. Yeah, it's fucked up. So the whole thing with me is when I'm reading these books, when you read a certain book on a certain topic, you're going to see if it's biased or not. So it's going to sway a certain way. If so if like there's a Freemason writing about Freemasonry, he's not, he's not going to say everything. You know what I mean? He's not going to say all this stuff. So ancient history, dude, like for example, when the church was coming about all these apologists for the church and whatever, the, the guys who hated the Gnostics, we know all about the Gnostics only from the writings from the guys that hated them. It's like, wait, how is that? Okay. It's like, Oh, they were doing sex magic and worshiping demons. Well, who are you? Oh, I'm one of the forefathers and one of the founding fathers of the church. Well, that's kind of, you know what I mean? Like that's, isn't that a, what is it? A, a conf, uh, interest, the conflict of, the hell is it? right? Is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, isn't that, how is that okay? You know what I mean? And we base a lot of our beliefs just, bro, the church was arguing about which bread to use for the Eucharist. There was hundreds of schisms. They literally went to war because they didn't want to use a certain type of bread for the Eucharist. Yeah. Yeah. That shit's wild, dude. I had heard this story actually, um, about the, God damn it. What are they? They're not Catholics, but they're basically Catholics. They have patriarchs instead of Catholics. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, there's hundreds of religious Orthodox. Orthodox. Yeah. The Russian Orthodox church. So this was like in the fucking, I don't know, 1700, something like that. They had changed. They used to do this. And then they changed it to that. So it went from <laughs> some dumb shit like that. And they did one other thing. And they said, anybody that doesn't do that is a heretic and you'll be executed. Yep. Like, Wait, what? we've been doing it like this for 300 years. They're like, no, it's this way now. Yeah. And then literally they were killing motherfuckers and like chopping hands off and shit. And that's where you get the old timers. That's what they call them. The, it's something like that. There's like a group of, of like, old school orthodox guys that actually came to they went to south america first and it was too hot and then they actually came up to oregon and there's a whole group of them here i'm out i'm out here in oregon and then a lot of them went up to alaska and they still hold by like the ancient old school orthodox stuff and one of them's my homie man he's a cool old dude and so that's uh catholicism you said it's orthodox I don't know the difference. They they broke up. It used to be one church, and then they broke off. The Orthodox decided this, and these guys decided that. But yeah, that's the whole thing, and and that's why I, I tell people I go if there's a one. And I was born and raised Pentecostal Christian, bro. So same, buddy. I, I've been. I've seen the crazy. I I never I never did it, bro. But I remember one thing, dude, that always stuck in my mind when the dude was praying for me, bro. You know how when they would pray for people, they'd fall over like, oh, the Holy Spirit is in the house. Yes. Amen. Whatever. Cool. I think religion is a good thing. You know what I mean? If used correctly. Now, my whole thing is the hate 
and the hatred against other religions. Like, oh, those people are going to burn in hell because they don't. It's like, no, dude, like there's cultural differences. There's a bunch of different things. Like you guys are probably talking about the same dude, Buddha, Jesus, Krishna, Vishnu, whoever. It's all the same guy, Quetzalcoatl, whoever. It's all the same dude, just in different parts of the world. So I remember one time the dude was praying for me. And he had his hand on my head and he brought, he was pushing up against my head and I, and I kept pushing you forward. Pushing back? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was pushing back and he's like trying to get me to fall back. I'm like, dude, why is this dude like, he's about to break my, and then until he gave up cause he saw that I wasn't going to go down. So he just moved along to the next guy. But I remember him bro pushing on me. Like, is this dude going to fall back? I'm like, come on, dude. I played in, I played guitar at, I, I played for years at my church. I played in, in prisons. I played at other churches. I played concerts i did i went everywhere and i started to realize it was all bullshit when just the hypocrisy and now looking back after all these years dude there's people in my church who came out as gay that were like leaders and like the the congregation all this stuff i'm like what it's crazy you know what i mean like that that's wild to me they the church changed their name eventually or something because the that denomination was marrying gays in new york and they're like it was the same name of the church you know they have like different churches different places yeah they started marrying the gays in New York. And then the people down here were freaking out. They're like, no, we're going to change. So I was like, man, these people can't even come to terms with one simple belief. And then they expect me to just blindly follow. No, yeah. I can't, you know, I can't do that. So how it says, this is the house of prayer and you turn it into a den of thieves. It's a brokered experience. Now it is, you know, you pay us and we might save you a seat upstairs with the man. But you have to be good, okay? Because he's always watching. Don't jerk off because he knows when you do it. So it's like, wow, this omnipotent presence. Like, dude, I, yeah. I grew up, bro. Santa Claus on crack, man. Yeah, I grew up yeah. reading the book of Revelation. I was 11 years old, 12 years old, be- reading the book of Revelations, bro. And then I remember my grandma telling me, yeah, you know, when you when you don't repent and, you know, when they come back for the rapture, they're going to cut your head off for those people who stayed. You know, you got to make... I'm like... Oh my God, they're going to cut my head off. Yeah. They're going to cut your head off. And, and all those people are going to burn forever. They're going to burn for, and the maggots are going to eat their skin. Like this apocalyptic. I'm like, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. I was like 11 or 12 years old, bro. You know, like reading about this stuff and listening to them tell me about this stuff. And, but I was always in school fascinated with like the weird stuff, like the aliens or the Bigfoot. Or I remember the first conspiracy in the second grade bro the bermuda triangle i remember looking into the bermuda triangle and you remember those i, I don't know about I, how do you bro? <laughs> i'm 23 i'm 20 oh we're, i'm 28 so we're kind of the same thing but there used to be these little book fairs uh, that they would come yeah. out these schools and i remember always asking my parents to buy like the weird books on like whatever fringe topic it was, you know, UFOs and it had all these pictures. And I'm like, I would always wonder what is happening. What is ha- area 51 was the big one. Like what is happening? Area 51. Do they really have aliens in there? You know what I mean? Like, is there a portal at the Bermuda triangle? And then when you grow up and you start learning that there are the Bermuda triangle is one of the 12 vile vortices. They're all over the world. You start learning, you go, Oh my God, there's more to this. There's more than meets the eye, you know, like transformers. And they've been telling us this shit since we were kids, bro. You know what I mean? Like since in these shows, like I was watching Transformers with my, with my son the other day, cause he thinks he's Optimus Prime. And I forgot which movie it was. It was like dark side of the moon or something. And dude, it was occultic as fuck. Like the seven, the seven primes. I'm like, 
the seven Anunnaki, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, yeah, the, they were here before time existed. I go, whoa, this is crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the all spark, we don't know what it is, but it's like, it's a cube. I was like, oh shit, the cube, you know, the cube of Saturn, like all this stuff. And you start looking around, you start connecting the dots. And bro, how much of that do you think is just like, these are old stories that we just retell and retell? Or do you think that they like, this is full on shit and they just put it in TV and, and movies. And... I think it's a bit of both. I mean, do I believe that they are trying to do some sort of like ceremony or like magical thing uh, through the media? Absolutely. I think that, I think that they use the media for rituals because remember the observer effect is a real thing. So by you observing this ritual or whatever it is you're what i mentioned earlier the bandwidth attention is a bandwidth it's a, it's a mental type of thing and i relate this to so the king james version of the bible right there's a lot of things that we use today that we don't know where they came from you were talking about the orthodox and all these other denominations well the king james very interesting character in history where the reason that he broke off from the crown and, and established England and all this stuff was because they wouldn't annul his marriage. He yeah. wanted to get away from the marriage. He probably didn't like her or whatever. So he's like, what can I do? So let me just start this other whole other country. But then I don't want to use the Geneva Bible. I'm going to use my own. Okay. I'm going to uh, make my own. Now, this is a guy who was writing about demons, witches, uh, witchcraft, werewolves. He was talking about vampires and in one particular, the the book that he wrote, it's a it's three books, Daemonology. It stood out to me because I was reading it. And in the third book, he talks about how the use of demons is for the further glorification of God. So if you're using demons, it's okay. It's going to glorify God at the end of the day because God rules over everything. So if you're using a demon to do whatever, he was writing about how to control demons and how what to look for and all this stuff. This is the guy behind the King James Version of the Bible, okay? This guy. Some people allegedly say that he was super anti-magic, but usually the guys that are the biggest homophobes are usually the gayest. So yeah. when you're writing about this stuff, you know what I mean? It's like, well, you know, I'm anti-magic because I don't want anybody else doing it, but I'm going to do it, okay? So that fag over there wants to suck cocks. Those <laughs> yummy, yummy cocks. <laughs> How dare he? I'm, he's going to take on, I want all the cocks. So, yeah, dude, like, I've always said, who was it? I, I said one of my boys on, on one of the podcasts, he like cracked the gay joke at the beginning, right? Because, you, you know, you're with the boys, you crack gay jokes. And then there was a comment on Rockfin and it was like, uh, you know, I think the dude comes like, oh, sucking dicks. I'm off this faggot shit. And I'm like, it's like, wow, that was quick, bro. It's like, you're feeling kind of, kind of uh, self-conscious, bro. <laughs> So could this be the answer to the missing 401 cases, people? So I think that the that the missing 411 is it, they happen along concentrated cave areas. So I think it could be one of two things. So it could be gateways or portals. Absolutely. That they step through. Uh, it could also be like hollow earth type of things where there have been cases where they're they talk about like entities guiding them through like these dark caves and stuff like that. The kids that go missing as of recently, there was a kid that went missing and he was found fine. 
So there's these stories where kids go missing that they have no way of surviving and they survive with food in their stomachs. So it's like, was it a Bigfoot that helped him survive or was it the Pigman or was it the in Florida? We had the Pigman, too. There's a, there's this this conspiracy where it's like a failed a government experiment of pig people in the Everglades. So did, did you grow up watching or reading the weekly world news? Do you remember that? The, yes, dude. I talked to somebody about that the other day. <laughs> I bought every issue of that. I wish I still had them. Are they worth so, any money? I don't know. They should be if they're not. Yeah, I, I remember those. Do what? I don't think they exist anymore. No, no. I think they went away a long time ago. But, they, you know, these, I remember reading, like, Goosebumps and all this stuff. Like, I, you know, I was into horror. Like, I like the horror genre and all these things. But. Absolutely. I think that that that's an aspect of the missing 401. I think it is portals. Anything that I can't explain, dude, I always chuck it up to like interdimensional. I always that makes my nipples hard, bro. Like 100 percent. It's like, well, Bigfoot, why can't we find bodies interdimensional, dude? What do you think's going on in the Bermuda Triangle? Do you think there's do you think there's portals? Do you think people are disappearing? Do you think that there's like cartels doing drugs? And if you fucking go to the wrong place, they disappear your ass. Is there another diddler island out there? And if you get if you go there, the government kills your ass or So I think that they are portals. Now, mind you, these it's a it's a combination between ley lines, planetary alignment, you know, there's again, there's twelve vile vortices. So for it to be happening in twelve different places, it's di- you know, different anomalies in twelve different spots of the world, it's gotta tell you there's different you know, sacred geometry is a thing because again, if used correctly, there is, I, I do believe a hundred percent. Dude, I think that the world back then was like Harry Potter and back to John D the whole thing about Anakian language was he understood that because he with the tetragrammaton is, you know, the, the reality is spoken into existence. So there's four holy letters and they're the ones behind you know, uh, the essence of creation pretty much. And he believed through the combination of Hebrew, Latin, and one more. I always miss it. Gabe corrected me. It was Hebrew, Latin, and one more. There's one more in there. Anyways, that he was able to pretty much manipulate reality. Now, this was, this guy was also an alchemist. And I believe that he was able to figure it out. Now, he figured it out in 1570 something whatever he wrote the monas hieroglyphica which if you look into it, it's like this symbol that's meant to be used as a talisman now this symbol he said and we don't know 100 percent the the extent as to what it was used for because again it's a culted it's a secret it's the symbol that the rosicrucians use right with the invisible college and all this stuff And so he invented this glyph that he said that if you were able to figure it out and use this correctly, you were able to break down alchemically reality, right? You were able to alchemically break down reality to its purest form, right? So it's the symbol. Nikola Tesla, everything is fucking three, six, nine. Yeah. 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 And three, six, nine. uh, So again, there's this, there's this idea that, the demiurge of this time is John D that this is John D's reality and we're a part of it. I have another theory as to there's this it's, he's like the Rosicrucian Messiah 
and he's like this alchemical savior. So there's this guy called Elias Artista. Now, if you Google it, you're probably not going to get anything. It's super obscure, but pretty much it hints at the what Helena Blavatsky was talking about when it came to the Ascended Masters. And she also talked about the reptilian men, too, by the way. In 1888, she was talking and writing about the reptilian men that would give men knowledge, right? Like the Nagas and stuff like that. Buddha was talking to Nagas as well, right? The, the serpent men. The Hopi tribe had the serpent clans that they would dress up as snakes and become snakes. So this reptilian idea isn't far-fetched. Like there are ancient civilizations talking about it. Quetzalcoatl, the feathered serpent. So there are people talking. Moses, what did he do? He turned the, the brazen staff, the staff into a serpent. You have the brazen staff. The, there was a sect of the Gnostics, the the the, 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 the Nassinians, I think it was. Nassines, I'm sorry. That they believed that the the real God was the serpent in the Garden of Eden. So they revered the serpent in the Garden of Eden. Now they did a whole bunch of weird shit. So anyways, back to this Elias Artista guy where there's this Rosicrucian Messiah where he exists outside the fabric of space and time. Now, you have different figures throughout history. Cagliostro, you have, what's the other one? There's a, there's a bunch of different ones. You have Count, uh, Count St. Germain. You have, I don't know about Paracelsus, but there's one more. And anyways, there's these different figures, even Nicolas Cage. I think this is the, the, the thing with Nicolas Cage. Uh, I'll explain here in a second. Because this is what, why we think he's like an alchemical wizard. So when you figure out the secrets to alchemy, you will figure out the elixir of life, which either heals you or extends your life. And you're able to figure out immortality. So, and when you figure out the secrets, this figure comes and visits you to let you know that you're on the right path. Now, this figure has other people behind the scenes that work with him right so it's like this i guess like superhero right the seven gods that decree the seven anunnaki you know like these god kings and stuff like that there's always seven the seven elohim there's always seven for some reason seven days of the week right there's all this the symbology behind number seven seven is also the eleusinian mysteries number right with all these eleusinian mysteries schools and all this shit back then so this idea that there's these people that live outside the fabric of space and time, almost like a Cthulhu-esque entities where like they're great old ones, right? You have H.P. Lovecraft talking about this shit. I believe that these occultists and the lizard people, when they figure out these ideas, they're able to live on forever through the mind. So we're still talking about fucking Plato. We're still talking about Aristotle. I've even lived... We're still talking about Pythagoras. These were dudes in the year 400, 500. You know, so I believe they figured something out to where they're able to, by naming things after themselves, by presenting equations to reality, the word unit, so a unit of measurement, comes from a translation, allegedly, of Monas from John D, the Monas Hieroglyphica. So again, how I said, we're using symbols and things that we don't fully comprehend. And by you doing that, you're furthering that magicians or that group of people's intention forward. Okay? So you're carrying their magic, essentially. And that's what ceremonial magic is. Every day at the same time, every year, in the same spot, you do the same thing. This energy comes through and you just swing it right back into the ether. And then it comes back the next year. And you keep doing that shit. 
And if enough people believe that the sky is green, the sky will turn green. Because again, the and that's why they occupy our mental bandwidth with other bullshit like the Johnny Depp case and and uh, constitutional rulings and the president falling off his bike looking like a fucking idiot. They take that in order to distract you and like almost hijack that frequency in order so we're not on the same you know frequency or wavelength. So things don't manifest. You know what I mean? So I do. So. Again, so this Elias Artista guy is, uh, I think that that is like an example of these immortal alchemists. Because we've always talked, you know, vampires and all this shit. I do think that back then it was like Harry Potter, bro. It's it's a really fucked up uh, cosmology. And one of the things that I always think about, I have a buddy of mine who, he was doing a mixture of peyote and DMT and all this crazy shit. Anyways, he was in South America somewhere and he took, they were high on peyote. So they took peyote for sure. And they were going on this hike, right. And, uh, in nature and all this stuff. And then they got to this one place and they needed to snort. I forgot what it was, but I think it was like a mixture of DMT or something. They needed to snort, uh, DMT or this white powder. I don't know. It was crack or whatever. I don't know. Uh, through the finger, a dried up mummified finger of a dead monk. Okay. So when he, they, they were all doing this, this ritual, okay. This ceremony. And he sniffed the thing. And he said that when he sniffed it into his nose, it felt like he had, he says it was like, a, I got a buckshot to the back of the skull. Cause it just, bah! you know what I mean? Like, damn, this is crazy. And when he started to hallucinate, he remembers he teleported to this room, right? And in this room, there were a bunch of robed figures, right? And he had this guru at one time that told him that he was about to die. It was a ayahuasquero, which is like a shaman of like the, the Brazilians that they do the, the ayahuasca. And he remembers that he was the, the ayahuasquero was sick. The shaman was sick. And he told me, he goes, you know, they're talking about death and stuff like that because my friend's father had like was about to die of cancer and I guess the guy had cancer. So they're talking back and forth and the guy's like, oh, you know, I'm not afraid of death because I know where I'm going to go. You know, I'm just going to go beyond or whatever. So mind you, that shaman, he's talking to that shaman. The shaman later died and he saw the shaman in that room that he teleported to. And the guy looked at him and made eye contact with him, like almost like, holy shit, you're not supposed to be here. What are you doing here? And as soon as they made eye contact, he teleported right back out. So I do think that these ceremonies that they do or, and these these concoctions that they make with all these hallucinogens and entheogens and all this stuff, that's why they're illegal. Because if you're able to alchemically make the right one, you're able to piece the fuck out. What do you think happened to all the ancient civilizations, bro? Like the Mayans and the Egyptians and the Aztecs that they all pieced out. They all just left together. Yeah. Mohenjo Daro. No, no explanation. They're all gone. Well, did they either attune to a certain frequency where they were to peace out as a people or, or what, you know, See, that's actually the conversation me and David Ike had this morning. We were talking about this, like reaching a certain frequency and that being the way to leave this prison planet, basically. It was a very Gnostic conversation we were having this morning. But, yeah, I mean, it's 
I think, yeah, there's definitely something to that. I want to touch back on something you said, though, which I thought was fascinating, that you think at one point in time it was like Harry Potter. That is cool as fuck, man. Do you, was that a level of technology that that people were at? Was that through technological or that was through actual, like, through magic? And do you think that something ended that time of magic or is it possible that we can get there again? So there's a few things going on there. I think that's what, when they talk about Agartha and Shambhala and Atlantis, Tartaria maybe even where these civilizations fell. I think that's what they're talking about. I think it's, we're all talking about the same shit, just different names. And then we get lost in the translation. Oh, well, the earth, the earth is flat. Well, it's Tartaria. Well, it's not Tartaria. It's actually Atlantis. So I was like, well, it's not, it's the same people. Does it matter? You know, it's history. We're not ever going to really know what it was. So I think that back then language was more magical. Now, there's been a, a connection. Uh, there's been a connection that's been severed from the source, from from nature or whatever it is, because there we have light pollution nowadays. We have all this stuff going on. We have Wi-Fi. We have all these things going on around us. We're using technology that we don't understand 100 percent. So I feel that that's been done intentionally now through language. And I go back to John D because the Enochian language, which which allegedly was the the language that Enoch used to talk to God after the fall of man, after the the flood, right? After his experiment went astray and the Nephilim and the fallen angels were fucking everybody, the, the, the animals and everybody, they were doing all types of stuff. So he got pissed off and he killed everybody. This was the language that Adam talked in, you know, the, the Garden of Eden, right? To converse with, with Yahweh or whoever it was. So in that alphabet, it's interesting that there's only 21 letters. 21. Our alphabet has, what, 27? Uh, the original alphabet only had 19. Right? So they add symbols that mean the letter X or the letter W or the V or whatever. Those are just glyphs that were just, eh, let's just put it in here. You know what I mean? We have two words that sound the same but have different meanings. So I think language intentionally has been demystified and, and they've uh, taken the power Especially away. Especially English. English seems like it is a magical language, but it doesn't seem like it's used for good. It's like used, it's almost like a magical trap. Well, I think it's been diluted is what I'm trying to get. It's been diluted because if you look at, yeah. if you look at Harry Potter, you know, they just wave their little wand around and uh, and they manifest things, whatever it is. I think it was like, if you look at Welsh mythology, it's very epic. Dragons, wizards, all these things that were happening back then. I think it was like that. And it's been diluted by the se by severing the connection to the source. So back then people would be able to look up and go, wow, you know, that nebula looks crazy. You know, the stars look crazy. I have a connection to the source, to, to, to the one. You know what I mean? We don't have that anymore. You can't go outside and look up and see the stars anymore you can't you know have that like like so that you look up and it feels like you're alone right like oh there's nothing up there. It's just a black oh, it's light pollution you know you have frequencies dude i turned off my router the other day my my wi-fi modem router whatever i felt it when i turned it off oh yeah dude it was the and i never experienced because it it's been on since i moved into the house and when i unplugged it i felt when it turned off 
And I go, this is great. We are living in this, you know, in the, in this, in these frequencies and all these things. What is this doing to it? We know cymatics affects matter. We know it affects molecules and atoms. You know what I mean? So what's it doing to us on a regular basis? If it's on all the time, what's it doing to our heads? You know what I mean? Like it's, I don't sleep next to my phone under my pillow, bro. I put that shit up to the side because I mean, laptops are frying people's balls, bro. Laptops are literally frying people's sacks. Okay. Cell phones, dude. <laughs> They're fucking up your sperm too, dude. You carry that shit around in your pocket. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, they haven't affected mine, bro. I'm still like really, uh, I just had a kid. So <laughs> yeah, Sam, I must be doing all right. I got, I got those. Uh, yeah. Yeah. After all those years. Right. So I think I'm doing pretty, I think my sperm are doing pretty good. If anything, I'll just, I'm going to buy three cell phones and put them on my balls. So, you know, strap one like under my sack. So it kills, you know, make sure it kills everything. But yeah, English is such a strange language, a Germanic language. Yeah, so if you look at the the all these words that we use, for example, the days of the week, you know, Friday, Freya Day, Wednesday is I think it's like Odin's Day or something like that. You have Thursday, Thor's Day, Saturday, Saturn's Day. So we're taking words that derive from other like etymology. If you like start looking breaking things down, it's like, well, this word means this. Like, whoa, what came from this? So, yeah, dude, I get fucking mind blown whenever I hear that shit. So I think, right, uh, yeah, you had you just had Andreas on, dude. That was fucking. Dude, every time I listen to that guy, he fucking it's another holy shit moment. Every <laughs> fucking episode, dude. Yeah, he is. He is a like a human computer, dude. And I tell him, I go, dude, he'll say some crazy shit, and that, but that's why I'm telling you, he's able to back it up. Like, oh well, this says this. He's able to quote all the dates and all this stuff, and I go. You know, I, I, I keep up as best I can, but yeah, you know, being able to convey ideas efficiently is also another art that people, you know, it's rhetoric. So it, it's the art of memory and all this stuff. And I think that's also another adding factor to these myths too. So back then things that weren't important weren't going to be written down. So you have these epics of, of, you know, my God was, going into the storm and on the bow and he was shooting laser beams from this pickaxe that he had or some crazy shit that's rhetoric that's uh, when you're building a memory palace in order to remember it because it's oral traditions and all these things you need to make up a crazy story to be able to remember it so when we have these epics for example Mahendradaro, where in the Mahabharata and the Bhagavad Gita they talk about these nuclear wars between two cousins was it some actual two gods fight two blue guys and you know on Vedas uh, fighting in the sky on these rocket ships at one point in time, maybe, or was it somebody telling a story to their kids or their kids' kids or whoever or their neighbor in order for them to remember? They're like, well, they were blue and they're on spaceships and they were shooting laser beams. Are you sure? absolutely write that down or remember it that way so that guy told the next guy over and the next guy over and when they advanced enough to write it down they wrote it down and that's how they remembered it so this guy waking up three days later but in three days he was in hell he was fighting the devil and all this stuff and he wakes up three days later and he's doing all these miracles like i want the the what director's cut of the bible of the miracles that jesus you know butchered and and botched you know what I mean? Like, hey, heal me. It's like, 
I don't feel anything. I feel this thing. Get the fuck out. He's like slaps him on the back of the head. Like get the fuck out of here. You know, keep keep pushing your head. Because <laughs> I I talked to a, a to an eye doctor, an eye surgeon on my show, and you know this whole spitting on on the eye and rubbing it is like, well, if you have an abrasive medium and you have a cataract or something, by you spitting in it and you know you have the lubrication and you have the dirt or whatever it is, you're scraping away the cataract. So yeah, you were healing the blind because you were doing a, a surgery. You know what I mean? Like you were doing a form of surgery on them. So show me the people that weren't <laughs> you know, that weren't healed. They don't show that, you know, on the in the so I want the director's cut. And dude, when you start diving down like the Council of Nicaea, where the idea of the Holy Trinity came, where the idea of Lucifer and Satan came, it's like it's all it's all fabricated, bro. Like it's it's bullshit. But the problem is that people have died over this and people till this day are dying over it. And people will believe it till their end of days because it's been genetically ingrained in their in their DNA. There, it's been scientifically proven. This is, and again, this is adding to the whole demystification of the human. Of the the, I had a, a theologian on the other day, uh, last week, and we were talking about the next coming axial age. So, where you know people use tarot and all these sorts of divination. You know, they use the Ouija board and they use all these things and they use scrying and crystals and all this stuff he's like those are crutches like we're able to do that without needing to use these crutches you know we're able to you know do whatever without this stuff so the next coming axial age is going to be like the spiritual awakening of people and i think people are starting to realize that it's all smoke and mirrors like literally it's all smoke like a camera obscura type thing which don john d made right where they're able to present you something a different reality and you're they're able to obscure the reality and and do it in a way that fits them so they'll put you in a room with mirrors and you're not able to see yourself in the mirror you know what i mean like you're you go what the fuck's going on well what's truman you know it's like why hasn't truman figured out you know because we believe the reality in which we're presented so whatever we're presented in the media or whatever it is people are going to believe bro so that's why you see that polarity of people fighting over irrelevant shit. You know what I mean? Like I go focus on the real stuff, you know, focus on the people behind the scenes of what they're doing. When they're showing you the Johnny Depp case for fucking weeks on end. Worry about what's happening in the background. Don't worry about, you know, this irrelevant thing. Like focus on what's, what are they, what are they writing back there? You know, I want to know who, who are they summoning this time around? Get another comment from the homie. It says, or is it possible that we can relearn all of this and reaccess it again as we have self-domesticated ourselves as a species? I think there are ways to to relearn it. Absolutely. I, you know, we were talking about this the other night on some show where it's like we were talking about quantum computing and how that's so mystified and all this stuff and how the human brain is is much more powerful than a than a supercomputer. I mean, I have to disagree with that because when you start thinking about too many things at once, you have a, a fucking meltdown. You know what I mean? So this idea that AI is not eventually going to take over and not become sentient, I think that's just you know grasping at straws. I think it is eventually going to happen, and, but the more that we approach the singularity, the further away we get from having the ability to relearn these things because this technology is dumbing us down. How many, how many phone numbers do you know nowadays, bro? How many phone numbers do you memorize nowadays? I got four, maybe. 
And back then, yeah. that's all you had, bro. Remember, remember when you had to? I remember when yeah, I was <laughs> 40, 50 in my head. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the further we, the closer we get to singularity, the further away we get from ha- being able to relearn that. That I, I think I think that's the occult knowledge, but I think that's the esoteric stuff that they don't want us to learn. And if you look at the the book of the third book of Enoch, at least the book of Enoch, where in the third one he becomes Metatron, right? He becomes this overseer of reality. I th- after the after he was shown all the secrets of the universe and everything and all the stuff by the angels, I think that's what they're withholding us from. I think they're withholding us from learning these secrets in order so we don't become manifestors of our own reality and have this great power and they hoard, but they know it, you know, do as I say, not as I do. Like I'm going to, I'm going to do that stuff and I'm going to learn the secrets in my little secret club, the Bilderberg group or, or the Illuminati or whoever it is, like all the, you know, the, the elites, the, the, what is it? The G seven summit, you know, we're all part of this thing here together. Those are the people in the know. Those How are much the- you think your co-host is holding out on you? paranoid american i i think sometimes yeah he holds out a lot yeah yeah he holds he's not allowed to talk about a lot of things but i don't you know i don't pressure him. i go whatever i don't care if you're part you could be you could be a gay stripper for all i care i don't really you know people will do what they want to do i i don't practice the occult my form of magic is uh focus and more mental than anything i like the way that that uh, I forget the dude's name, Austin Osman Spar, where they he pretty much it's like this form of meditation, like almost like transcendental, where you look into the mirror and when you're when you're, you know, when you space out sometimes and you start to like just like everything starts to morph. Well, it's like when you're right when everything starts to morph, that's when you when you've dissolved your ego and you're able to tap into like this higher source of being it's like it's all mental you know what i mean like it's all like a like a mental type of thing and my whole thing is i try and stay positive as best i can and that's my form of magic that's my form of alchemy you know like treat others as you want to be treated because essentially i'm talking to myself right now and you're talking to yourself so we're all one so why are we gonna fight you know what i mean like yeah. just don't be a piece of shit just love everybody you know what i mean like just love yourself and love everybody around you I mean, that's honestly what I call myself a Christ follower. So I don't really even use the term Christian anymore. I use God or I use Jesus as someone to emulate and try to be, because I mean, Christ was awesome, man. Was I a mean, good he guy, was, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I guess maybe he was a pedophile according to your buddy, but of course. yeah, he said, to, <laughs> I called him out. And I was like, dude, what? I was like, where'd you hear this guy? I'm pretty sure I heard somebody say, I go, he's like, it's an opinion. So I can say, I go, sure. But damn, dude, you know what I mean? Like he's backing up with Nag Hammadi library or something. You know what I mean? Like the Dead Sea Scrolls or something. Like give me something, dude. Mary Magdalene was in her thirties. She seemed haggard. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mary Mag. That's what I, he's like, oh, Jesus' wife. And I go, Mary Magdalene. He's like, no, it was somebody else. I go, somebody else. Like, whatever, dude. Like, I was like, give me a source, bro. What Wikipedia page are you reading that off of? Because that sounds like some fake news shit right there. Which, again, that's why I said I like to be as conspiratorial as I can, but in a scholarly type of way. So if I'm doing like a research heavy topic, I like to get different points of views. I don't just stick to one biography of so-and-so because you can tell in that biography the tone. 
or the the leaning of you know where like this guy liked this guy or this guy didn't so what's he what's he gonna admit or when he states a topic like you know whole plans like well allegedly he said that he did this you know it's like well he's already planting that seed of doubt in you so how is that going to transform the way that you look at that person or whatever it is so i like to you know if i'm reading about john d for example right now i'm doing like a deep dive on john d so i can record an episode i'm reading you know the very first biography uh, this other piece this other piece this this like reading different points of views because i want to learn you know not from just one-sided i want to learn from various points of views fucking hey brother well i we're getting close to your heart out buddy uh I really appreciate you. This was fucking fun. We got to do this again. Dude, you're the Mexican. I'm going to call you the Mexican. Andres, <laughs> you're pissed, but I know you're Puerto Rican. I'm fucking with you. Yeah, yeah. The Puerto, the Puerto Rican exertus. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, don't call me that. Call me something else. I don't, I don't want to be exertus. He's his own He's his own person. I respect exertus. And yeah, dude, I just, again, I mean, just anybody's able to tap into that knowledge you know i've had people write to me like oh what book should i should i read you know what book is gonna all the things i go well there's not one one size fits all but you know start with the secret teachings of all ages if you want to really start somewhere and go from there and start you know looking into all the different ancient religions and i always tell people learn about the shit that you find interesting you know i mean like don't try to emulate anybody else don't try to copy anybody else just if you like aliens, if you like Bigfoot, then we talk about Bigfoot, bro. If you like Bigfoot, yeah. talk That'd about be another episode. <laughs> talk about fucking Bigfoot, dude. You know what I mean? Like, talk about him and then look into that, and then look at the other versions of Bigfoot. Like, oh, the Yeti or the the Skunk Egg and all this stuff. Like, oh fuck, you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. So, yeah, I think anybody's able to look into this stuff and make your own connections. A lot of the, a lot of the stuff that I talk about, I've made connections myself because. Everything is subjective, right? So you can interpret things how you want to, uh, you know, see them. And, and I, but that's also important to be able to back it up with, with where you got that information from. Like, if you're going to talk about how I said that comment, <laughs> the comments, like, ugh, you know, it's like, these are bad taste in your mouth. Cause like, mm, I don't know about all that. Cause he also said that Manly P hall was, was fucking kids too. And I go, well, where'd you hear that? Because Artie was a, like a, a, a tranny. So that's why, you know, there's different variations as to origin stories and all this stuff. Uh, so that was a rumor of the time. You know what I mean? That he was a hermaphrodite. But that's all it is. It's a rumor. You know, there is no evidence to it. So you take that with a grain of salt. But don't go out. State that before you say it on a podcast that X amount of people listen to. You know what I mean? Before you start... Somebody else is going to repeat that, and then that's how you get yeah, yeah. <laughs> another conspiracy, bro. Well, thanks, man. Do you want to do your plugs one more time? Tell people where to find you? Yeah, at the one one podcast, the one podcast.com. You find me on there. Anywhere you listen to a podcast, really, dude. You know, YouTube, all that stuff. Rockfin. Uh, I got a Patreon, patreon.com slash the one podcast. And also, uh, one of my endeavors right now is a comic book series. Uh, the first the first issues coming out here in a couple of weeks it's already done we're just waiting to pull the trigger we're just like organizing everything uh the chosen juan versus the saturnian cube and it's going to be a comic book series with a bunch of people in it it's going to have alex stein in it 
Sam Tripley's in it. We have Mark from My Family Thinks I'm Crazy. Gordo from Those Conspiracy Guys. Isaac Weishaupt. We have Tony Merkel in there. We have a bunch of different characters in there of pot real podcasters that are going to join me in different realms. They're going to be Hollow Earth. There's going to be Tartantia, which is our spin on Tartaria. So you can imagine what that's going to be like. Uh, we're going to you know figure out if the moon landing was faked or not. I talk about Anaki and magic and all this stuff in the comic book. So it's going to be really, it's a series based around fighting the Demiurge. So uh, the first issue is coming out. We have a Kickstarter. You can check that out on my, on my Instagram. And uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Check that out. And uh, paranoidamerican.com as well too. Paranoid American comics is uh, oh, yeah, publishing brother. that. So yeah, I appreciate you inviting me on, dude. I had a lot of fun. We got to do this again. Sounds good, brother. Thanks a lot. Sure.